You're listening to The Science of Superpowers with Tonya Dawn Reclar. Listen here, read the book, and dive into the experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Science of Superpowers. I am so glad that you're here with us again. This, this show is really... Um, just settle in and, and, and prepare yourself for yumminess. We're going to dive into a really beautiful topic with a truly lovely guest. And, and, and it's worthy of, of just a moment of, you know, let's take a breath and, and just relax in whether you're driving, listening, whether you're sitting at home, whether you're in nature, whether you're at work, you know, whatever you're doing here, just take a breath and let the world kind of fall away for a moment. Because at the heart of all of this and everything that we do, like why? Why would we do this if it if it if it's if we don't have some sort of idea that it's it that it's going to create happiness for us that it's going to make us feel good about who we are and our contribution to the world or or how we show up for the people in it whatever it is that drives you I think if we all get very real and honest if we remove that element like if, if it was like yeah you could do this and you'd be successful but we're going to guarantee you that you will never be happy a moment in your life you know, would we do it? And, and I'd, I'd love to believe that that we would not. And so so if, if we can all kind of engage in that world vision, then, then we have a chance to say if that thread of experiencing happiness and truly just following what brings us joy and bliss isn't present, then, then perhaps that's an indicator. And, and today we're going to talk about that. Of course, we're all about like, really, truly, how are we utilizing the, these innate gifts or these spiritual guidance pieces or these supernatural abilities or whatever you want to call them we we kind of lump them all together because we do believe that 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 we have abilities and that we are able to create and what should we be creating if not happiness hopefully for ourselves and others and um and so today we're going to talk all about creating happiness and we're talking today with Christina Manlakiania and you all know her from the from Mind Valley and, and her her contributions in that space, and certainly that's had such a tremendous impact on the world. And it felt really important to bring her on and, and dialogue about that aspect of it, right? Like like success is success is success. It's intoxicating. It's easy. It's well, I say it's easy, but it but it, it's it's a natural byproduct, right? In in terms of of the developmental aspects, when we allow ourselves to relax into that. But I would contend, and we'll see, maybe I'm off base and she'll tell me that, that that thread of happiness is, is sort of the the amplifier, sort of the the fuel, right? And so so we'll see. We'll see if I if I'm on track. But but before I get too too high on my soapbox, let's go ahead and bring bring Christina on so we can all welcome her to the show. Hi Christina, thanks so much for joining us. Hello. Thanks for having me. Oh uh, well we're so delighted to have you and to get your insights on this. And before we do, we're going to jump in and first ask you the question of what are your superpowers and how are you using them for good now? <laughs> you know, when you asked me that question first, I, I suddenly thought that the only superpower I can think about is actually being a woman. Uh, <laughs> and I know it might be a very simple superpower, but I remember when I was pregnant for the first time, uh, just the experience of uh, of my body going through such such changes, um, you know, there and back and, and reacting uh, in such inexplicable ways uh, to, to my baby. 
I just, uh, I suddenly had uh, newfound respect for all the women of the world. And I think this is truly a superpower, like uh, in a true sense, superpower. Just just for the context, I just uh, interrupted watching Avengers with my children. <laughs> so <laughs> I love I, it. I take superpowers very literally. <laughs> and, and I believe that half of the humankind has the superpowers. Not all of us has learned how to use them, but we, half of us have them. Mm. Sorry, man. <laughs> Do you, <laughs> you're so cute. Well, and I love that you brought that up because we're talking about creating happiness, right? And, and I had a, a similar experience with Neva. My mine might have been not so um, not so glorious at times because there were many moments of like, well, why the heck would it be doing this? Like, how does this benefit the baby? How does it benefit <laughs> anything? Like, like where does this come from? Like, I remember um, I've never had like I don't know what they refer to them in, in your country, but the like. In, in our country, they, they call them like saddlebags, but it's like where your thighs kind of jut out a little bit. And, and I've never had it. And then all of a sudden in pregnancy, they start doing it. And I was like, I'm not carrying a baby yet, like on my hip, like what is this serving? And, and then they kind of went away after, after the birth. Like it was just so, such a unique experience. I, like I said, I was probably a little more tongue in cheek about it, but it, um, but, but I love what you're saying about, we take that for granted, right? And 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 the the creative aspect that that we all get to participate in, but but that that's uniquely for women. Um, gosh, you know, there there that's a moment of pause worthy of of kind of awe of of just the miraculousness in that process alone. Do you, have you been able to kind of translate that into your business pursuits your any of your artistic pursuits you know had that have have you been able to harness that uh well it has happened uh, a while back now um and uh, i i was uh, I'm, I'm a co-founder of mine but then i was a business person like an entrepreneur for a long time uh so i never went out speaking uh, about life or happiness or, or anything like that. <laughs> so uh, it was uh, a few years back that I decided to, to close the door on being a marketer and a, uh, an entrepreneur. Well, I haven't completely closed the door, but that's not how I identify myself anymore. Uh, and I found my voice and I started speaking. Hmm. So since that moment, I've rebranded myself. Now I consider myself everyday life philosopher. And I think I'm so blessed because <laughs> in the old days, only only the absolutely blessed people could afford to be philosophers. And now, definitely, I would have probably uh, analyzed uh, the whole universe out of that experience. But now it's in the past and it, uh, and it just stays as a miraculous, um, mystical memory. Mm, beautiful. What a, what a phenomenal way to present that. And I love that you said, you know, that that's not how you identify. It, I think that's a powerful part of this conversation about happiness is, is it's super important that we don't we don't just accept someone else's version of what what we think that should be or what they think that should be and and a lot of times we're doing that even without our conscious awareness right like there's these subtle kind of cues that sink in around what we should want and i know a big part of our journey um individually as well as our family in um our marriage everything has been in really debunking everything kind of peeling back the layers um and my first book, I was writing about my experiences as a counterintelligence agent. And in part of it, it was like, you know, you kind of hit a point of, of this developmental journey where, you, where you're like, wait, do I even like chocolate ice cream? Like you're sitting there eating it going, wait, do I wait, where did this come from? Like, how did I get here? And, 
And it's kind of a crazy wild ride. But for those of us, I think with the courage and the heart to do it, it's so revealing into what we accept as um, as ours that, that, and I think as women, we particularly relate to this, um, on a lot of levels because, because there's a lot of the world that, that we kind of have to squeeze and fit ourselves into. Um, and, and, and not that men don't, but, but it's a, it's a different type of experience, I believe. And, and when it comes to happiness, if we're not willing to kind of peel back those layers and say, you know, this is real for me or this isn't real for me. How do we know what we're in pursuit of? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you started this uh, podcast and you were talking about um, about the success and happiness. And I think that's exactly the interesting uh, aspect about happiness. Uh, we equate happiness with success somehow with, without even questioning. But when it comes to success, generally it is something which is uh, defined by society where we grow up. Every society has a certain picture of what success looks like. For women particularly, that picture is very, as you just said, very strict, I would say. And uh, then we try to be successful because we, we believe that success is going to bring us happiness. Uh, and uh, on the other hand, I'm, I'm um, a perfectionist and a good girl from, from the start. <laughs> And uh, as a good girl and perfectionist, obviously, you have the rule book. The rule book says you have to do this, this, and this, and this, and then you will be successful. And that means you will be happy. And I think that's that's how we all get um, get confused because we start going on this path out of best intentions, obviously. Uh, but I think the, the interesting, the most interesting part about uh about deception is that we are not aware of deceiving ourselves. So mm-hmm. we it's we sometimes say, yeah, let's rebel against what the society is expecting from us. But the problem is not that the society is expecting something from us. The problem is that we learn to believe that this is what I expect from myself. Mm-hmm. So it's not really <laughs> a struggle with, with the world around. It's a struggle with yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, in our world, we talk about the fact that we're either manipulating environment or being manipulated by it in every scenario. And it makes us uncomfortable to think that way. But we we kind of hit it on the head because it's like, until we get real about that, what you were referring to is the deception piece, we refer to as manipulation. And it's, it, it is informing everything about who we believe ourselves to be and who we believe the world to be. And mm-hmm. so first recognizing that we do it to ourselves. You know, that, that was kind of the conclusion for my first book. I was talking about the, the rape that occurred while I was an agent and, um, and the conclusion that I came through in that developmental process and synthesizing the experience was I was doing it to myself every moment of every day because I wasn't being real about what was influencing my decisions or, um, or what was influencing what I thought about myself or, what it was I thought I should have. I'll never forget. I I was kind of at my wits end in that career. And I remember going and seeking out a female colonel in the army because I kept thinking if somebody could help me understand how to squeeze myself into this box and be happy with it or why why it wasn't working for me and it looked like it was working for everybody else, then it should be a, a woman who has gone through the ranks of the military. And I remember sitting there across from her and I will never forget, I was laying out my case and I'm like, okay, help me here. Like, what did you do to overcome this? And she kind of looked at me and gets like that glassy eyed look that you get when people are about to, you know, when God's going to talk through someone to you 
And, um, and she said, do you know how lucky you are to know what you don't want? Mm. And I was like, what? And she said, leave. She goes, why are you here? Like, like you could stay, but it's like putting a square peg in a round hole or a round peg in a square hole. She's like, you could do it, but it's just, it's just not going to feel good. And mm. I'm just looking at her like, wait, like, cause the raw, raw mentality, you know, of the military is, is selfless service, right? You, you don't ever encourage someone to leave, right? Because everyone's supposed to be serving there. And um, it was so bizarre that was, she was the second person in a military government career of mine that was like, um, I don't think you're supposed to be here. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so it was really like that really stuck with me for a while because I was trying to reconcile um, the surveillance world and the investigative world that I was in the middle of. And mm-hmm. um, but a big part of it was that competitive kind of you had to keep like one upping each other. And it was just this constant like abrasion that I was like, this just doesn't feel good. Um, but it took me a really long time to be willing to say that, right? Mm-hmm. What what you so beautifully and eloquently were like, you know, I, I just, I'm not identifying as that anymore. I think it's important, folks, that that we reflect, it, at least in my experience, it took me a while to get to that place mm-hmm. to say that that's not a label I, I'm, I, I choose to hold any longer. Um, it doesn't serve me. It doesn't describe me. And I know who I am. And again, in my speak, because I believe what spirit says about who I am. I know how I'm seen from a divine filter and I'm choosing to view myself from that too. And so it's, but that's a walk folks. Like, like if you're not there, if you're not even to the place where you can be like, well, I don't know that I want to identify as a business, but do I identify as mom? Do I identify as these things? Like those are, those are the steps along the journey. Be where you're at with that. Um, Christine, we need to jump to a quick break, but before we do, where can people go to find out more about you? Well, obviously, uh, since I'm co-founder of Mindbelly, you'd find me there as well. But uh, as an author, I appear there among a lot of really great people. So I'm one of. Uh, if you want to <laughs> follow me directly, then I, uh, I'm i on Instagram, Christina Mand, most, uh, most actively uh, present there. Christina is with a K. It's an Estonian way of writing the name. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, we'll have a link for you all on the episode page. So you can always go to superpowerexperts.com. But check out Christina's stuff. And uh, stay tuned because we're talking today about creating happiness and we're going to continue talking about this and much, much more when we come back from the break. So stay here. We'll be right back. Hello, I'm Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts and creator of the Superpower Network. Welcome and thank you for making us your go-to place for inspired content, training and community. The network is so much more than a place for amazing content. It's step one on the path to unlock your superpowers. Listen to one episode daily on the Superpower Network and attune yourself to inspired conversations, higher vibrational living, and much, much more. In step two, you learn with us by watching one of our inspirational videos each week from the IM series. And when you're ready, come grow in community. Our Superpower programs offer a unique experience for those ready to harness their superpowers to change themselves, their lives, and ultimately, the world. Go to superpowerexperts.com and take the next step on your path today. Awesome. We're back. You're listening to the science of superpowers. And today we're talking about creating happiness with Christina Manlakiani. We're so thrilled to have you here. The, the, I loved the dialogue prior to, and you, you, you mentioned in that about our self-deception. And I, and I don't know that we always naturally jump right to that place when we're talking about conversations around happiness, but I think it's such an important place to look at, right? So, so tell me more about um, you know, when you're talking about things like happiness and stuff, how does that 
kind of walk us from the realization of the self-deception into the actualization of happiness? Uh, yeah, it's, it is an interesting angle. The thing is that I've talked about happiness for such a long time and I've read so many books and researchers and, and talked to so many people that I realized that this topic is actually massive and huge. And there is, of course, there is a difference depending on how you, um, how you define what you mean by happiness. Um, my definition is probably a little bit, um, uh, a little bit uh, less uh, ecstatic <laughs> than, than people maybe think when they think about happiness. Uh, and I'll um, I'll explain it through a story. I have a friend, a, a great teacher, and uh, a woman. His date now she's his wife. Asked him when they just got to know each other. She said, um, "You know, tell me what does it mean to be happy?" And his answer was very simple. He said. Uh, happiness is when you don't have to lie. Mm. And this is so profound. Uh, and uh, I, I take it a little bit uh, one step uh, further in, in that line is that for me, happiness is when you don't have to lie to yourself. Uh, mm. And here, that's why I come back to deception. Of course, I, I started talking about happiness uh six or seven years ago uh, from uh, from a, a little more uh, regular and understandable point of view, you know, gratitude and being in the present moment and all those, those, <laughs> all those understandable parts of happiness, which is also true and important. Um, but the more I studied this field, the more I realized that, uh, that if you want to learn to be happy, if you want to master happiness, you have to be uh, at peace with life in its entirety and that means being at peace with uh with with yourself first of all uh but also with the things that you like and the things that you don't like uh otherwise it's uh it's it's a self-deception obviously <laughs> uh, and in my case uh in my case, it was exactly when I started, you know, like when you peel the onion, you would take um, layer after layer. When I started peeling uh, my onion open um, and uh, becoming a little more honest with myself and uh, being okay with myself, uh, that's that's when I realized what it means to just be at peace with your life and to be at peace with everything and to actually be excited about anything that happens in your life and not be um, not be pushing away every single aspect that happens uh, happens in your life. So in my case, it was um, uh, it was the classical story. As I said in the previous episode, I, I'm a perfectionist. Uh, so by the age of 40, I had built a perfect life uh, by the book, by the handbook that I was giving at the um, uh, maternity ward where I was born probably. Uh, so <laughs> They issued I, it with, with your birth certificate. <laughs> It was, yes, it was a, an, a, an appendix to my birth certificate. <laughs> and um, I, I knew exactly what to do. You had to study well, be a good girl, get to a good university, get a good degree, get a job. And preferably mm -hmm. later, I found out that I can, apparently business is better. So I, I did all the things. I ticked all the, mm -hmm. uh, all, all the boxes. Uh, I was uh, married. I had two children, um, statistically uh, correct two children, a boy and a girl. You know how it's supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> very thorough of you. <laughs> yes. And then um and then uh, I started uh find uh, I, I started discovering that there are situations in my life where um where I think that something is off. For example, 
I would go to a party and be introduced uh, to people as a wife of my super successful husband. And I would cringe and I didn't like the saying, oh, behind every uh, great man is a great woman. Uh, mm-hmm. And I would cringe and I would think, no, but that's not what I am. I'm much more, I'm not just someone's wife. And then uh, the traditional girl in me would say like, oh, come on, but you should be proud for him. You know, aren't you supposed to support him? You know, be, be, mm-hmm. his, be his base. Or uh, I love my children so much, like really so much, but I would go on business trips and not call them. And uh, and then I wouldn't feel guilty for that. And But I would feel guilty for not feeling guilty. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, these things where you think or you feel something and you think, I shouldn't mm-hmm. be feeling this. I should yeah. not be feeling this. That's what triggered the whole process for me of understanding that happiness is not just about the practices that you do to feel good and to feel okay with life, but it's actually happiness is actually when you can just just see yourself for what you are uh, mm. in, in your entirety and not just the nice facade that you want to show to the world. But as I like to say, you know, take the flashlight, go to your basement and shine the, it's in the darkest corner right. and find your dragon That's there right. and face the dragon. And can you just mm-hmm. be for that and be That's kind right. to so that's that's what I discovered is actually happiness for me. Again, it might not be the same definition for a lot of people, but it makes life so much easier. Mm, well, and, and you're you're bringing up so many memories. I suspect if we put our paths next to each other, there'd be many, many parallels. And I too, in fact, I use the exact same verbiage. Like I had to check all the boxes. It was, I remember the moment I sat, I was a counter intel agent. Like I got to learn how to shoot weapons. Like I got to drive fast cars. Like I got to do chase spies. Like I got to do all these things. And it was like, and I remember like early on, it was like, Oh my gosh, I'm getting paid for this. This is my job. And then, and then, and then it just kept like being the, the, the same thing. And while, while it was good, like I could pat myself on the back, it was national security, you know, it was all this, it, it, it was, a, it was a good job. But at the end of the day, it was still just a job. And what I had to face was that's not what I was looking for. Not not that the job wasn't fine. It was that wasn't going to fill the void I was trying to fill. But all along, I thought, just like you gave voice to, that that, that was the path to get there. And and I know so many people. I mean, we've, goodness, I've been doing this show since 2016, right? And so so all these people we, we've talked to, all the interviews, and, and most people have that story. And, and I think part of my passion and why I'm so... Um, drawn to like our internship program and working with uh, you know Neva doing superpower kids and stuff is because I don't believe that you have to do it that way. I think so many of us mm-hmm. did it that way because that, like you said, that was the rule book. And and me, it's like then let's change the rule book. Like I don't, you know, I, and 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 then I remember the moment something came out of my mouth that I was parenting Neva on and it sounded just like something I was working with a client to deprogram from what her mom said. And I was like, okay, wait, stop. I have to stop. Like we're, we're preparing the future generation of clients unless <laughs> we change what we're doing. And, and at that point, I was like, I think we can do things differently. And, and it was like this cumulative culmination of awarenesses that led to, to these really bold and, and almost radical statements of like, no, but, but, but folks really hear my heart on this. Like never would I suggest that any aspect of that journey wasn't necessary for me. I I think it's my job to hold the belief that it's not necessary for everybody. And we, we are there. And, and that's the biggest realization when you get there is you realize you were there all along. Um, mm-hmm. And it was just your awareness of it and your acceptance of that. But 
but one, be where you're at with this journey. Two, the, the, the stages happen not just for you, not just for you. They happen for everybody around you. They happen for the collective. They happen like, so, so yes, we may want to wiggle our noses and, and close our eyes and, and click our heels and be there. And that can happen, but, but the journey is really yummy also, folks. Having full conscious awareness of walking this path is a beautiful gift. And so, so, so there's no, like, like Christina said, like, it's not success. It's, it's, it's the, the journey. It's the realization. It's the discovery of self. Like let's reframe that whole dialogue. So no one ever feels like they have to check boxes again. Like the journey is the journey is the journey be in it for the journey. And I know it's so easy for those of us to say who, who, who are at least giving voice to having arrived somewhere within that. Um, but you have too. And wherever you're at, you've arrived somewhere in that too. Don't be blinded by what lies ahead, um, especially when it comes to superpowers, because I know some of you can see some of that. And so it's really hard when time starts to bend and shape around you and all of these things occur um, and, and, and to be where you're at when you can vision forward. Um, but the happiness process is being in the process of, of, of having that happiness and allowing for it. Um, and, and if I can, you know, if, if I can impart anything about that journey, it, it is exactly that. And it's finding it where you're at because it never ends. At least that's my estimation. I don't know. Where, where are you sitting with it these days, Christina? Uh, well, um, you know, it's uh, it's interesting what you were saying. I was thinking that about the boxes and everything. I think that the biggest problem uh, on the path to happiness is actually our own damn perfectionism. Uh, and uh, whether these boxes come from the outside world or from, from our own imagination, it's this desire to always do things uh, the right way and to, to feel things the right way and to live the life the right way. Uh, and I think somewhere along the way, we are forgetting that we should be kind to ourselves. And uh, I, I don't think this is something which we've been... Um, thought wrong per se. I think it's quite logical to think that if I do the things right, I should be good. I should be re rewarded with happiness. <laughs> so, but, but thinking about the children, I'm, I, I was thinking, uh, as you were talking, I was thinking about children, how, how they lay, live their life, like the smaller children before they start getting too conscious about themselves. <laughs> uh, they, um, they enjoy whatever they are doing the way it is. And they're kind to themselves the way it is. Uh, somehow when we grow up, we start, uh, we start being unkind to ourselves for, for not being uh, woke enough, for not being, mm -hmm. um, you know, for not being wise enough, for not being this enough and that enough. Um, and it's not even the fact that, uh, you know, are you, are you perfect or are you not? Are you okay with not being perfect? It's, it's more, can you just learn to be kind to yourself, in my opinion? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and, and that kindness to self is almost discouraged. Uh, the, I've talked about self-love for, for also quite, quite a while, and I hear such insane things being said back at me. For example, like too much self-love is dangerous or, or uh, for example, oh, but you should be critical of yourself if you want to grow. And, uh, you know, you, you should have a high bar and, and really you should strive and you should do better. But we are forgetting that uh, that being at peace with your current version doesn't uh, take away the power from you striving to become a better person. Mm. 
beautiful. Just because That's you want so to be important. someone else doesn't mean that you have to ne- ne- reject what you are right now. Mm. And and usually, folks, it's the exact opposite. Like you cannot like like in our experience, you don't totally move through something until you are at peace with it. Like there's there's no like resistance never works. I, I at least in in our journeys, like in what we're seeing, like that anything that we kind of want to butt butt up against, push through, all that all that kind of stuff. The only thing we've ever seen come from that is more the illusion that that it that it's been integrated and changed. There's always the acquiescence into the fact that it's not even being okay that something's wrong or that you don't like something. It's it's actually being okay with what what you're talking about, which is the wholeness of who you are, and 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 then let the details kind of sort themselves out from that place. Um, it, it's kind of like taking the process and, and reverse engineering it, you know, or, or I'll, I'll talk sometimes about going to the conceptual level instead of looking at the details, right? It's like, it's like let's first get like a broader scope on this, um, you know, before before we drill down and be like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. You know, maybe, maybe it is, maybe it's not, you know, who knows? You're, you're laughing. I, I know you can appreciate that. I, I I'm sorry I'm sorry that I was like uh, impatient, but I, I I want to say something maybe a little bit uh, sacrilegious in a way. <laughs> uh, <I've> seen, <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> I've, I've been in personal growth and transformation for 17 years, and I've seen a lot of stuff. And often people um, uh, on the outside of the personal growth and transformation, uh, people may suffer and and come to uh, come to some of our teachers, let's say, for for guidance and for for learning how to live the life in a new way. And I've seen so many examples where a person rebels against what society expects from them and says, "Okay, I'm not going to be what you expect me to be," and then they fall into the other. Uh, <laughs> extreme where they actually mm-hmm. I'm going to be now a rebel like a true rebel I'll do what I want I'll, I'll live how I want and then if I suddenly start doing something which is normal I start bashing myself for doing that mm-hmm. and I've seen so oh, great insight Mm-hmm. I, I know it's it's it might be a little bit unkind, but I've seen so much of that, uh, where where a person is running away from one one paradigm, and dives into another paradigm with the same with the same blind faith that this mm-hmm. is the solution. But the solution is not a certain paradigm; it's not following certain rules. The solution is is figuring out your relationship with yourself. Mm-hmm. That's being right. honest with yourself, hearing yourself, actually understanding yourself, and being okay with what you hear. Well, and that goes back to what you were talking about. That tendency is is most cleanly thwarted when we're willing to shine a light on the spaces that scare us, right? And usually, what we find there is it's just it's just darkness, or there's just something that's afraid there, but there's nothing scary anymore there. Like whatever it is for you, sometimes it is a dragon you have to slay when you're there. Mm-hmm. But but the only way through, like like you can't hold any dark places, folks. Like that that's you thinking you're going to be able to skate along the surface and truly develop into wholeness and find your own happiness um, is a, is a misconception, which is why I'm so passionate about giving voice to the journey. Like, like I see two people standing exactly here, but, but refusing to give voice to everything that got them here and leading people astray from that place. And I think it's so incredibly important that, that you know, that your path is your path is your path. Only you can walk it. And there are other people walking their paths, right. And there, there, there are transferable skills and there are support and there are, places you can lean into, but ultimately that, that responsibility lies within you and you won't be truly happy. You won't be truly free 
unless you're willing to look at the places where you're abdicating, um, it doesn't matter who it is. Like it really doesn't, you know, and I'm so glad that you just brought that up. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sad to see our time close here. It's been such a delight connecting with you. And I know that, that it just really um, warms my heart to know that that light is, 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 glow, is glowing so brightly from within you, especially in the personal development spaces and stuff, because it, you know, that whole thing was really weird to us. Like we came out of government, we ran a corporate counter Intel firm and all of a sudden we find ourselves kind of smack dab in this industry that makes no freaking sense. <laughs> and, um, and, and every, you know, trying to kind of navigate and feel like what is going and crazy things were happening from a business standpoint, from a legal standpoint, from an ethics standpoint, from all these things, it was like, what is going on here? And so I love hearing that, that you're holding it in that way and really shining that light for so many other people to see as an example, not, you know, as, 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 as though you're lighting the way, but, but rather just lighting your way so that, so that others have the courage to light their own. And, and, um, for that, for that, we really honor you. What, what are some final words you'd love to leave everybody with? Um, thank you, Tonya. You know, um, I'll, I'll leave the, the, the final words that I leave you with will be the words from Dalai Lama. <laughs> if you don't mind, <laughs> I think it will be perfect. This topic, uh, Years ago, about 10 years ago, when we were just starting to build Mindvalley, and Mindvalley is all about helping people to live more fulfilled, happy, extraordinary lives. And of course, I understood the value of being happy and being, you know, being in the right place, being fulfilled. But on the other hand, I lived in Asia at that time. I was working with the refugees because that was also my passion. And I saw a lot of um, human misery. Uh, every day. Uh, refugees in Asia are going through like really hard things. And when um, we had a chance to meet Dalai Lama because uh, because my then husband Vishen was talking on the same stage with him. And I was very conflicted uh, like for a really long time. So I asked Dalai Lama about that. I said, on one side, I see that I have to uh, I have to pursue happiness in a way, but on the other hand, I see so much human misery, and I don't know. I can't reconcile that in my in my <laughs> my one body. Mm. And Dalai Lama said to me, <clears throat> his answer was super simple. He said, "Christina, you can't help anyone if you're not happy." So mm. uh, it's not coming from me. It, it comes from a little <laughs> higher authority than me. But guys, it's your it's your duty to be happy. So be happy. Mm. Yeah, that came forward for so many of us, I think, during the pandemic. And I know we we counseled so many people whose lives really um, were upended, but in some of the most brilliant ways and creative ways. And, and I think for those of us who had an experience where it actually opened up creative outlets and, and connection to the divine or whatever it served for for some of us, the natural guilt that came, or I, won't, I don't want to call it natural, the guilt that came of like, wait, like so many people are suffering is this okay? Like, is it okay to feel like this was a blessing, right? Like, is it okay? And, and, and on so many levels, it's like, no, it's not okay. Like everything is like, no, you know, that's privileged position, da, 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 you know, right, right. All of that, that dialogue. And then on another level, it's like, it's irresponsible not to illuminate that. It's irresponsible not to hold that as a standard. It's irresponsible not to say it is okay to be happy right now. It is okay. If that, if, if that's where you're at with this, it is okay. And I, that's a walk, right? And so I so love that that you brought that forward because if, if we don't, I have a bias that says that we know when people have have touched the hand of God. We know when people are in communion with the divine. We know when people understand 
um, aspects of the universe. Like we, we know, we, we know in, 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 in an innate depth of our souls, we know this. And when we see those same people acting in ways that are out of integrity, that are small, that keep them hidden, that, um, that perpetuate fear. Like all it says is that it's not safe for anyone then. Like, like if you're in a place where, where you're purporting yourself to be someone on a spiritual journey or someone on a developed path and, and you find yourself engaging in things like, like, like not being happy or, or selling yourself short or, or perhaps allowing for certain social media posts to come out that maybe you should have contemplated first, you know, whatever it is for you, there, there's a, there's an inherent message that gets sent to the people who look to you for that guidance. And, and I, for one, feel like we have a responsibility to that. And sometimes that saying, yes, absolutely. Things may not be ideal. And we've got some things that we need to work through and we've got some solutions that need to be, be, be figured out. And at the end of the day, I know who I am and I know how I operate in this world and, and I'm, I'm okay with that. And, and from that, I find happiness. It, it's a, it's an amazing, um, seemingly contradictory position to hold. Um, and I'm so grateful that you, you gave voice to it. Thank you, Tonya. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for your time, Christina. And to all of you out there, we love that you listen and we love that you're sharing it. Thank you for that. Um, you know, you can always go to superpowerexperts.com if you're interested in being on the path to unlock your superpowers. Pretty simple process there. Consume the material as much as you want. We're here for you. And when you're ready, let us know and you can grow in community with us. But regardless, we know that you can walk that path all on your own and we're here to support you and love you along the way. Christina, we adore you and all of the um, wonderfulness you've created over there and, and, and the wonderfulness that, that you're creating still. Thank you so much for that and for joining us here. Thank you. Goodbye for now, everyone. We love you. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.